Hello, uh, this is Christy Allen. I'm here uh, joining Wendell and Wayne today on the On Grace podcast. Um, it is unusual for me to be here, but we have um, an unusual situation today. Um, our great friend Jason Brown has uh, suffered a, a unexpected and tragic loss uh, of his father, um, and uh, so I'm uh, jumping in to do my best to, to fill um, some very big shoes and uh, very dynamic personality. So I will do my best to um, kind of be the go-between here between uh, these two guys. And um, I have no doubt that they will bring um, some wise words and wonderful uh, conversation. So anyway, um, just wanted to let you all know what was going on. And um, and certainly our, our thoughts and prayers and love extend to uh, the Brown family today as we um, kick off this podcast. So anyway, without further ado, here is uh, Wayne Hunter. Thanks, Christy. This is Wayne, and we do uh, want to be mindful and, and know that we are thinking about Jason and his family uh, in this loss. And do appreciate Christy being here and helping us. Yeah, for sure. Today. Yeah, this is Wendell. Um, we'll just jump in. Uh, I was sitting in a tractor shed deer hunting, and uh, this thought came to me, and it expanded. And I grabbed for my little iPhone and wrote down as many ideas as I could. And then the next time I brought a notepad and wrote them down. So this is pretty organic and uh, it may have some uh, barnyard richness on it. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Most of what we say has some yeah, barnyard yeah, richness. Yeah, that's the church way of saying, oh, we won't say that. Um, anyway, um, just for, for a few minutes, as it applies to grace, we want to talk about the difference between research and revelation and we have been asked over and over teach us about grace how come you all get grace and i don't get it we get it conceptually but we don't get it experientially how come you all are living in grace and we're not what is your methodology and so we've scratched our heads bald wayne's more bald than me but we scratched our heads bald (laughs) christy you make the call on that um We've, we've really tried to figure out what, what is the methodology. So something dawned on me, and we've talked about it, and we're going to share it. <coughs> Excuse me. In the Old Testament, the church leaders or the spiritual leaders were the Pharisees and scribes who were the masters of research. Then you had the prophets who would say, Thus saith the Lord. And what they said was the result not of research but of revelation. And so I've asked myself, the so what's the difference between these two? And so the scribes and the Pharisees routinely debated, discussed, dug in, researched a, a, a document is basically what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And they would research so-and-so's opinion of that document who may be made a statement a hundred years before, whatever. (coughs) Excuse me. So, anyway, so their knowledge was very conceptual. It was um, rigid. It was organized. It was outlined, everything. But then you had these guys who, one of them couldn't stop crying, named Jeremiah, and he's the one who can't stop crying. Then you had another guy who married a hooker, and she left him, and he married her again. And then you had another guy who lived out in the middle of nowhere and wore funny clothes and ate bugs and yelled at people when they came out there. 
and and they they just were who they were. They didn't they didn't try to hide in any way the true nature of I'm I'm a weeper. I'm a guy who marries hookers. I'm a you come out here I'm gonna yell at you. And so they get these direct revelations from God that defy. I mean, the the other the Pharisees and scribes actually killed them at times. Right. So you've got the, the you've got this information about God that is found as a result of research, and then you've got this word from God that's a result of vulnerability, authenticity. You mm-hmm. know, I am who I yeah. am. The Popeye thing. You know. Right. And so it dawned on me that yours and mine, Wayne, I mean, I shouldn't speak for you, but I think you'd agree that the reason that we kind of have gotten to the place where we get grace is because we have been through our recovery experience. We've been willing to become vulnerable Mm -hmm. and honest and take our fig leaves off and say, this is who I am. And it's almost, and I can't speak for God, it's not fair. But it's almost as if God says, if you're going to get this real with me, then I'll get real with you. You know, if you're willing to get this vulnerable, then I'm going to. And that's how we got grace. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it it's um, not like we went looking for grace. We didn't even know what we were looking for. Uh I think Uh, we were we just knew something was wrong and we were missing something and we were trying to figure out how to discover this life that that Jesus promised us and offered us that we weren't experiencing. Yeah. And uh and when we you know when we finally admitted that something was wrong, yeah. you know, that we quit pretending to be what we thought we should be and try, you know, even trying to be what we thought we should be and instead simply became who we were that that God had the opportunity to be himself to us. Right. A, I think it's a good way to put it, as you said, uh, that we let God be himself yeah. in our lives yeah. rather than do that for ourselves. And so it's something that, you know, as people have, have we've talked to people about grace and, and thought about that, it's something that we recognize looking back on it more than we did at the moment really right. what was happening, I think. There, it's so weird how it was... And here again, I'm speaking for both of us, but we have that we went to the same college, the same seminary, pastored the same number of years, and everything. So we're, our stories are pretty parallel. But you spend all these years with maximum effort to research mm-hmm. and try to right. uh, the be accurate. Is that a good word? Yeah, you know, and yeah. be precise, and 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 yet it's it. There was this gnaw in the gut. that's like we're pretending, or this is not right. Real. Yeah. And then we just quit. Right. And, well, we both kind of got kicked out. <laughs> so we had to quit. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we, I think that, you know, uh, <coughs> there, and we won't, you know, it wasn't, it was an attempt to be faithful that made us look for answers. Yeah. Uh, but I think in, in the looking for answers, in the research, in the thinking that, uh that we could understand it, we were missing the encounter part of it, or the yes. the, the authentic part of it. Yes, uh, you know, the relational part, the experiential. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So it was about the research and and mastering the book and 
and uh, figuring out how it worked rather than trusting the relationship and the encounter of yeah. what, what God does in us and with us. I don't I don't know how this worked for you, but I know for years I would have a chance to have a personal encounter with somebody. And I would think, boy, I'm, I really have to invest time in study right now. I really need to get ready for my sermon. And so I would be like, well, I, I don't have time for you, but maybe next week. Yeah. So I'd miss that encounter. Right. And how many times I would feel this inner nudging. Now I know what it was. Back then I didn't I'd feel this inner nudging a relational call mm -hmm. either to another person or to God. And I'm, I'm too busy. It's basic. Like you blow God off saying, I haven't got time to talk to you. I'm trying to learn about you right now. Yeah. That's a good way of like, putting it. Really? Right. Yeah. But right. I mean, we did that for years yeah. and, and what you said was this true. Our, our intent was good. Yeah. But it was so misdirected. Right. Yeah. There's this, I think we, we've accepted this, premise from our culture that says that that science and technology and uh, research is the path to to progress mm -hmm. in life and we have neglected this promise of God that come unto me and I will give you rest mm -hmm. to just simply accept the invitation to be who we are and and trust God's presence and believe that something happens in that moment and I kind of do the same thing with with speaking now and preaching is, you know, I'm tempted to work hard at the sermon and do the research so that, and, and that the hope is that I, I accurately interpret the word, mm -hmm. but that can mislead me from missing the impre the experience and the encounter that God desires to have with me and with us as a people in those moments. Um, because I'm so, I, I guess I, it's for, to, to some degree, it's trusting that the Holy Spirit will help us find the truth uh, when we open our lives to Him. Taking the risk of allowing God to be in charge. Uh, not trying to manage that or manipulate it. Yeah. But letting the Holy Spirit be who He is. Um, and a lot of that, He can only do that as we are who we are. That real sense yeah, of being Yeah, I was going to say, we, it, it, I think you have to hammer that nail a lot yeah. for... And and for those of people who are listening to the podcast, the key to the whole thing is I've got to take my fig leaves off. Yeah. I have to be who I am. The mistake in the garden, I think the biggest mistake was not the fruit. It was the hiding. Yeah. I, that's yeah. that's the game changer. Why are you hiding from me? Right. That was the first question, not about the fruit. It was yeah. why are you hiding from me? Yeah. And so... I think it's really important to say, don't think, well, I'll just stop doing anything and I'll let God do right. his thing. No, you have to do something. You have yeah. to take your fig leaves off. Right. And and you don't just do it with God. To me, it's pretty crucial to find one or two people you trust yeah. and say, I'm going to tell you my story. Right. I'm going to tell you parts of my story that nobody else right. knows. Yeah. Yeah, because it really isn't just what I do with God because – you can't make that separation. Mm -mm. That, no. that you have to live that out, mm -hmm. and not not with everybody because not everybody's safe. Mm -mm. But with a person or two who are safe, and then see what God, what opportunities and places God puts you in where you can continue to do that, and and um, 
demonstrate it or be an example of it for others um, so that it becomes your life and so that you do live as you are and you don't feel the need to convince or um, or, or somehow be something that you're not. Yeah. And that's where the grace comes in, I think, is is to believe that God really does love and enjoy me as I am now. And that so that whatever changes come in my life are not the result of research, but they are the result of this revelation of God's love and grace and, and truth in my life. Yeah. And and relationally it's a lot of it can be said for just proximity. You just yeah. you hang out with God. Right. And that proximity I don't know how it works. Yeah. But it just yeah, it makes a difference. Right. Yeah, and uh, and and I think that proximity. You know, I, I'm an introvert, and I, you know, I can get alone with God and and be alone with myself is what I'm really doing. Mm-hmm. And so I need relationships that remind. I, you know, I can't be alone with God and uh, without learning something about being alone with people. Not, but you know, in encounters mm-hmm. and and relating to people. And, and that works both ways. And for a long time, for me, it was like, you know, I can have a relationship with God and it not change my relationships with people. But if I'm going to be authentic and real with God, that only happens as I can as I find ways to do that with people, too. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the other... Okay, so if this works with God, you get revelation from God. When you reveal yourself to Him, He reveals Himself to you. But that's true horizontally as well. Yeah, that when you when you break down the barriers with other people, uh, it's a trio thing. It goes me and God, me and you. Yeah. You know, right. God and them, however. Yeah, and and but it but it all grace, whether it's vertical or horizontal grace, I think always begins with authenticity. Yeah, because if I'm going to love you, you have to know who I am, right? And I have to know who you are. And if, if you're pretending and I'm pretending, I don't know who you are yeah. and you don't know who I am. Right. And it's really hard to share grace in that context. Yeah. It doesn't, it, it does, yeah. just doesn't work. Right. Yeah, because as we've talked about, grace is this, in, this presence that we give to people and this investment in them of ourselves. And, uh, and that can't happen as long as we're pretending or try, even you know, when we're trying to be better than we are. Which sounds like a great thing, but it really becomes yeah, a yeah. handicap and yeah. a, a barrier. Yeah. To stop trying to, you know, we talk about being your best self. <laughs> I think that that's a wrong. Yeah. It's a distraction. It, yeah. It hinders us. Be who you are. Yeah. And trust the grace. Yeah. To be in that. Yeah. Cool beans. All righty. See you next week.